So here we go, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social, the show where the KO Army share their thoughts on all things town. And I am freshed off the FCA's the Football Content Awards in Manchester. And I have to admit, I'm a bit hanging, ladies and gentlemen, but I've, I've powered through to bring you a podcast, look ahead to the Exeter game and talk about all things town in the episode. Uh, we, we missed out on the awards, but we're so proud of what we do and we're so happy for all the contributors as well to help us with all the content we put together. And hope you guys enjoy it. I know you do, and I'm sure you'll continue to enjoy all the content that we're bringing you. Um, today's podcast, I'm joined by three fine KOA Posse members, Steve, Bono, and good old John Watson. It's always a pleasure to have these three gentlemen in company to chat all things town. Starting off with Steve, the man in Devon. Of course, Exeter, not too bad for you. It's a bit of a home game in a little bit, you know, not too far to travel. Um, how are you, my friend? Yeah, good, Ross, thanks. Um, busy week at work, um, reflecting on the Cheltenham result last week. Um, looking forward to the Exeter game, got my ticket, it's arrived. Courtesy of an amazing gentleman, John Banger, in the Southwest Supporters Group for Ipswich, who managed to sort all our tickets for us. So, got that one ready for for Saturday. Uh, I'll be there, meet some of you fine gentlemen there, hopefully. Um, but yeah, good week, good week. Busy, but good. Good, good to hear, my friend, good to hear. And yeah, big shout out to the South West Branch. You know, this is these sort of games I can't wait for because, yeah, that is their home games for them because it's so nearby. So yeah, we're going to see a good band of them at the game, I'm sure, on Saturday. Um, Bono, over to you, my friend. Always good to see you. Always good hey. to chat. How hey. are you doing? I'm really good. I'm really good. I'm I'm. I'm great. I'm looking forward to this and um, dissecting many, many, many subjects and um, seeing if you guys can guess my shirt, which is one of my more obscure ones. So, yeah. Yes. Well, um, we'll leave that for later in the pod, but um, sort of model it out for us for people watching on video. If you're watching on audio, um, how would you sort of explain... So I'm, I'm terrible at explaining what things look like, so it's probably better for you, Bono, as you are wearing it and modelling it. How would you... For the, for the audio listeners currently in a car, walking their dog or whatever, how would you explain what it is? It's an amber and black affair made by Wallon, um, who are a bit of an obscure maker. There's loads of sponsors on it. There's like yeah. flipping like loads yeah. on the back as well. There's some stuff going on. But, yeah, it's got stripes and funny arm things and it's a bit bit tight so yeah. don't don't really wear it outside yeah. the house now um you know man of a certain age and all that jazz but i like it it came up i bought it and when a lot of them went this one stayed yes. so there you go and there is a reason why i bought it which i'll we can get to later because we're keeping we're keeping the king of the north waiting I know, but we've we're building we've been building him up. Um and he is here though. The King of the North, John Watson. It was great to see you on Saturday, by the way. Always good. It's been a while since you've been at Portland Road. How are you doing, my friend? And sort of start off your quick snap thoughts on the Cheltenham game, because I'm I'm sure it's always good to see a town game in the flesh again. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here, Rust. Um lovely to see you, Bono and Steve, and uh, be chatting all things town. Um, it was terrific to be back at Portman Road. I, thought, I, I came to the first two home games of the season and done obviously loads of away games because they're my home games, if you like. Um, you know, 
did Chef Ware and Morecambe and all, you know, loads of others. Um, but I hadn't been to Portman Road, I think, for maybe five or six weeks. Um, things like the Derby match, I was going to come down for that, but it was moved to Friday, just made it impossible, all that kind of stuff. So it was really nice to be back at Portman Road. Had a good uh, uh, drink in the ground first with good people. Managed to um, stand with uh, Matt and the, the you from the U2. Um, with Mr. Job as well, and um, we had, we had a really enjoyable game. Looking back on the game, I think I was. Do you know sometimes the game hangs with you and you can't shake it off? I actually got over my frustration surprisingly quick because actually, wow, I just enjoyed watching us. I know we had thirty shots or thirty-one shots and hit the bar and the post. Everything that I said to you on game day, but actually, we did play really well. And on another day. We should and could have won. And I just, I tried to, I don't know, keep my glass half full um, and be the optimist there and just go, you know, I really enjoy the football. And I was chatting to people after the match and I remember talking about, you know, under Mick McCarthy, who I respect, but kind of fell out of love of football a little bit under towards the end. You know, sitting watching boring nil-nil away games or, we had 30 chances. Yes, we should have buried it, but we're playing some really good stuff. And so I'm going to keep keep looking at the positives. So shook off my disappointment and my frustration. Clearly, they were there. Um, but, you know, we've got a good, good manager who I really like. I've really warmed to him. The club are pointing in the right direction. We're doing so. I mean, 25,000 fans at home to Cheltenham. It wasn't like, it was like, against Sheffield or Portsmouth, you know, like, uh, that would draw the crowds in. We're, we're, we're getting 25, 26, 27,000 every home game. That's fantastic. So let, let's keep all the positives because the more we keep believing, yes, the hurt could be bigger, but also the more we keep believing, we're keeping United and we've got that chance of, you know, really enjoying the rest of the season. So, yeah, I've gone on too much already, Ross. That's sorry. I just, I just I love seeing my team. And I had a yeah. great day with you know, yourselves and um, lots of other people we hooked up with and just it was good to be back at Fort, Fortress Portman Road um, watching the team who we love. So, yeah, happy days. And uh, this week's been cold, wet, miserable. I've even got the heating on at the moment. So, oh, um, it's, it's grim up north. Um, yeah. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's see what anybody else thought about Cheltenham. Anybody else got another takeaway? Well, I think we're not going to cover it too much, but I want to quickly ask you, Bono, something quickly because you've watched the game with John. What is it like watching a football match next side of John? It's really good, actually. I mean, John's got a little catchphrase every time Wes Burns gets on the ball. He kind of, John goes, go on, Wesley! And then um, many, many different kind of variations of that. But it's it's a really interesting place to stand um, the, there was actually people in the box on Saturday, which I think is the fourth or fifth time that there's been people in there in the four seasons that I've been in that part of the ground. But it, the second halves are always fantastic because the team are always attacking um, the North Stand, the Sir Bobby Robson Stand. So they're, you know, the throw-ins and the corners, they're pretty much all like 25 feet away from us. And it's just the noise from behind the goal. And um it's just so nice to be like close to the players in the, in, in this day and age where, you know, we have these mega stadiums and where you're like half a mile away and there's not a lot of atmosphere. We, we kind of, we, we get the benefits from 
session six and the, and the and the and the blue action crowd and it's just it's just it's just great but it's just it's just nice um having having john with me um the jobster was with us as well um i'm not sure if anybody knows but i i got that ticket on my own in in, in that section um a lot of my friends don't go to the football because the family commitments and stuff like that so i just picked an area and then it ended up giving me a a, a nickname from a, a of a singer from a band I don't even like, even I kind of do now, um, which, is, which is weird because I have bought you two albums because of it. And um, yeah, it's just love it. Love it. I, 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 I don't want to move. There was a point where I thought, mm, mm. can I be, you know, we, 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 we had a bit of an issue um, kind of end of last season, beginning of this, but it's just such a joy to be there. And I think it's, one of the cheapest tickets in the ground as well so i'm getting great value for money as well mm -hmm. so long may it continue indeed my friend indeed and uh, i'm going to bring you in steve now we are going to segue away from cheltenham because it's happened it's done we're covered at all bases um one word about it it's frustrating weren't it is that is that yeah yeah i kind of i'm the same as as john really i mean we did play really good stuff um but i i, I was quite down after it i think the, the I was thinking about this why i was so down about it because you know it wasn't horrendous we were all over them really we should have stuffed them out of sight but i think because we're so entwined in that title race and every game we don't get three points is a massive kick in the teeth and i think when we didn't get it against cheltenham it was just like oh, it's just another i mean luckily plymouth drew but chef went won um so you you kind of got to keep winning and if you don't if you don't keep winning the other teams are doing it you just end up drifting off into the playoffs and no one wants to be in the playoffs so i think that's why i was more frustrated i made a stupid comment in in um, the chat about mckenna being found out uh, and i got firmly put in my place by mr making um and he's completely right um i don't think they he got found out i think we were just unlucky on the day um we at the post we at the bar um it's just disappointing that we didn't get the three points but we move on we do indeed to Exeter, of course, this weekend. Before that, um, we've got different features on the podcast. We're going to start off with the, I'll say it's one of the main topics in the Itchus Town sphere, um, the universe. Um, what other names can I call it? Just, yeah, the town, the town zone. I, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm just going to move on. But anyway, striker. Should town sign a striker in January? That is the question everyone's talking about. So who wants to lead this? Who wants to take over? Should Town do it? Do you want someone? Are you happy with what we've got? Of course, generally, we'll, we'll do some business because we have, we have had sadly had injuries. You know, Dominic Ball could be out for the rest of the season. Other players, well, we have got players coming back from injury as well, which is good to hear. But yeah, Bono, John, Steve, who wants to lead it? Should Town sign a striker? John, come on, my friend. I'm going to sit right on the fence and say, if Kevin McKenna, if Kevin McKenna identifies a striker that will improve our team then let's sign a striker if he thinks we've got the answer in the house because there's nothing better else available then i'll back Kevin mckenna because i think he's the man to lead us forward and personally i think um it depends i, I think i saw a red today on on twitter that um i had me back on the grass with greg lee's back on the grass as well so to speak don't i sound like such a back up the grass um but he if it had me back then that does strengthen the the the, the options but if uh, if john jules is out for more than 
two months, three months, then we're asking um, a hell of a lot of Freddie. Now, I, I'm, I think Big Fred's done really well this year. I know he's got his critics, but, you know, it wasn't Freddie, as Matt said on Twitter after on Sunday morning, I think, talked about uh, it not being Big Fred's fault because he didn't miss all the chances, I think. And Stu and Andy on the main pod, I think, went through every player bar Walton who had a chance, didn't they? You know, Lee Davis had two chances, for example. You know, Wolfie scored and had another chance. You know, all that. So it wasn't about the Dapo not functioning. But actually to ask the Dapo to play start to finish in every single game of a physical game, yeah, Jackson has uh, qualities. But when he came on against a, a team who was sitting deep on Saturday, he was ineffective. Um, he needs to be able to get behind people, doesn't he, with his pace. So we're suddenly limited um, up front. So I would say we probably need to be bring somebody in. That might be a bit harsher, uh, hadn't me, because, you know, I was quite pleased when we signed him because we just, uh, you know, we, we saw him play at, um, I was going to say Buxton there, that's clearly the wrong thing. Um, who, who am I talking about? Thank you. I had a see that moment there. That's uh, that's and he, he was a real handful for our centre halves that night, and he looked really sharp. He's only had subs appearances since then, so we don't really know if he's good enough. If we bring in somebody of a real good quality, I think that might mean that when everybody's fit, Hadley hasn't got a place really. But it's actually about let's get the job done for this season. And if we leave ourselves without a Hadley uh, being unproven, just Ladapo, Jackson is a different option. Losing um, John Gills is a big blow, I think. So I personally want a striker um, because as we, we all think back of when when we sold Murphy and we never replaced him, and or when we you know the, the opportunities in January under Evans when we didn't strengthen when we could have we missed out. You know we don't want to look back at the end of the season and say if only. I don't want to hear that. So actually, let's do it. It's not like we can't afford it. I don't mean, I'm not being arrogant there, but actually if somebody's good is available, let's get them um, to give us that option. Even if it's another loanee like um, John Jules, you know, if it's a somebody of his quality, brilliant. You know, until he's back fit, that would be really good to have another option. Um, it's a bit random though, because I guess it's really down to the the analysts and the recruitment room team and McKenna ultimately you know I, I wouldn't be surprised if we got somebody and I, and I honestly think that Hadmi was wasn't a first choice target should we say I think he he has strengths and he's added a physicality to the team that maybe we, we needed a bit more of but you know if and it's a big if if somebody like a Will Keane, who is playing a division higher, so I'm not being silly, but there's rumours about him not being offered the contract or hasn't been given the contract he was promised, and he's out of contract in the summer. If we went in and offered money to a club that still need money, maybe that, that's maybe like pipe dreams, but, you know, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, and but I trust that McKenna will be being really thorough. So long and short, I trust McKenna. I personally would love to have another striker because it might just be the, the thing that secures a top two spot, which is ultimately all we want. Yeah, of course, the main evidence of that happening before, of course, Marcus Stewart, you know, signing him and he then went on to help us get into the playoffs and, of course, score those two goals at Bolton and then the Wembley. And we, we knew, we, everyone knows the story. 
Um, but yeah, that's that was evidence. So the equivalent of that would be assigning Clark Harris or somebody like that. Yeah, yeah. A division, a, not rivals as such, because I think they're not quite up there with us. But, you know, somebody who's going to be in and around the mix for the top end of the division, signing one of their yeah. better players who could make a difference in our team. So I say, well, okay, probably unrealistic. Maybe throwing some money at somebody like Clark Harris. Um yeah. I know that would go down well with um, uh, our newfound Exeter friends uh, from the, the pod I was listening to today because he said he liked a bit of the na- neck tattoos on Clark Harris as well, didn't he? Yeah, did, yeah. Yeah, he's a great player. And uh, um, Bono, I'm going to bring you in, my friend, or Steve, whoever wants to take over now. Um, January is always it's a weird window in it, but business can be done if the price is right and all that and if a player wants to move then and as john said there's a lot of players who are going to be maybe six months left of their contract and the clubs they want to make make money from them then like i think clark harris i think he's out of contract i think in the summer so once again i'm sure peter they'll want a bit of money from him absolutely um in all honesty i I can't see it happening I, i can see i can see the reason behind the clamor for um for more for more attacking options but you know when everybody's fit we've got we've got four strikers we've also keep, got people like connor so i want to interrupt I'm, i just got some of my facts wrong he's still got a year after this summer uh, johnson, uh, johnson clark harris i just wanted to bring that in now just in case some people are shouting roscoe you're wrong it's one it's 2024 take away that, that, that's that, that, that's cool so we've we, we got four fit striker well we've got four strikers when anybody's fit we've also got people like Connor Chaplin as well, who can who can play up there, um, and we we only play one kind of central striker, and one of my biggest bugbears at the moment in 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 football fandom, not just Ipswich, is this whole if you if you play two up front, you will score more goals. That is that is not in twenty twenty two. That's that's not how football works. And some of the best attacking teams and the most offensive, some of the most deadly teams, some of them don't even play strikers. They just have lots of attacking midfielders. And all they're relying on is getting balls into dangerous areas and having those people that can finish sticking the ball in the net. So this whole, oh, 4 4 2, we need, we need, we need to play two up top, it'll solve everything. I'm sorry, it won't. I remember when we played 4 4 2, we're rubbish. So let's, let's, let's dare not to go there. Um, we've also, you know what, I'd really like to see people coming through, like pathways for the young players, but I think everybody that we've got at the moment. One player that does really interest me is um, Teti Yengi, who, of course, the Australian, bit of a bit of a wild card, really. He's kind of been on loan in the Finnish second division. He scored a hat full of goals there. Yes, it's the Finnish second division. I'm not saying he's going to come in and be like a Marcus Stewart-esque signing, but just to kind of blood somebody like him um, and to see what what he's like. John touched on the loan option. That would be really, really good. The obvious candidate for a loan option would, of course, be Macaulay Bond. Does he fit into McKenna's system? I don't think so. It would be really, really nice, though. And I think somebody like him as a backup would would be awesome. So I think it's very much a case of kind of watch this space. Um, I really like the job that big fred does i like the fact that mckenna i think it's been touched upon before on this 
fan social and on the main party there isn't a first team we have we have a team for the opponent which just shows how kind of the magnitude of which our our team is coached to now we don't just have the same guys playing every every week because we come up against different systems um and and and, and different threats posed by the opposition so yeah let's let's wait and see Mark Ashton's touched on the fact that he doesn't like the January transfer window. Um, it's never a good time to kind of do business because you're getting, like you said, Ross, you're getting people with six months left of the contract, clubs desperate to offload players that haven't played for them that are going to be taken up a wage. So I'm rambling now, but over to Steve. What does what does Steve think? Yeah. <laughs> um... I think I'm probably on the same page as John in the fact that I would I would look to bring another striker in. I think I agree totally. I think it had me was potentially not number one choice when McKenna got him, um, and we've not really seen him play because he got injured so early. Um, I guess the the overriding thought that I've had thinking about this today is if you think of every single, I can't really think of any really that. Um, successful teams that win leagues, that win cups, that win trophies of any kind, they nearly always have someone who bangs in goals. Now, McKenna's gameplay is not that. He is spread the goals across the team. The reason we're all clamoring, or there's a clamor in, in Twitterdom for an, another striker, is because the players that were picking up those goals aren't doing it at the minute. Chaplin's not scoring regularly. Harness isn't scoring regularly. I mean, he to be fair, he should have scored against Cheltenham. That was him. But you know, there's they're not they're not banging the goals in from across midfield, which I think is where McKenna's game plan is. Um, if I mean, if Clark Harris was an option, and they have they have got the money to do that if they wanted to make it happen, there's no way McAntony uh, is going to let that happen. No way in a million years. There's no way he's going to let his best player go to Ipswich. Um, so I think and they, I think he probably will bring somebody in, but it's imagine just... the meltdown if he did though. Oh, he, be a... it would be hard. Yeah. I mean, he'd be all over Twitter making all sorts of comments, and probably rightly because why would you want to sell your best player to a rival in the division who's potentially going to go up? So you know, nothing worse for the fans of, of Peterborough to know that your best player's gone to Ipswich. I mean, that'd be horrendous. It's like us selling our best player to the I nearly said the scum, but to, to Norwich, you just wouldn't do it, would you really? But I think he will probably look at bringing somebody in. Um, might even be another number ten, potentially. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm on the same page as, as Mark Beck about Freddie. I really rate him. He brings so much to the team. Um, I think Hadmi was kind of a, a lesser version of Freddie. Um, he's more physicality than Freddie. Um, but Freddie's clinical. Well, I mean, he's he's put some goals away, which you think. You shouldn't be scoring from there, outside the box, bottom corner. So he is a, he's a real quality player. I really like him. But I think to give him a little bit of support, to have another forward player in there, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. Anybody interested in the, the, the you know, the, the, the Twitter rumours sort of thing about whether we would take a look at Connor Wickham? Only if you want to score goals from the halfway line. Yeah, that's a good goal, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was quality goal. We absolutely yeah. tanked that one. Yeah. Um, once know, again, we do this all the time, though, don't we? We always look back at players who've gone on loan. I mean, there's 
tweets left, right and centre about loan watch and all the players who've gone out or players that have moved on to different clubs. We seem to hung up on trying to keep on keep track of all these players. Like, why? They've gone. They've, they've been here. They've not maybe done it. They've moved to another club. Why do we need to keep harking back to their, you know, their their goals record after they've left us? I, can, I honestly couldn't care less. Once they've gone, they've gone. Um, if they're loan players, slightly different. But if they sign for another club, whatever, don't, don't bother me whatsoever. I, I, I think as well with the with 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 the Wickham thing, he's 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 not the player that he was physically as well. He's 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 had some absolutely horrendous injuries, and I think he left. He might have left the club under under a bit of a cloud the way that he was treated. And of course, his, his dad worked at the club as well. So I, I think yeah, I that's, think that's Jordan Rhodes, mate. Oh, oh, speak to Jordan Rhodes. No, no. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Because there was Jordan Rhodes rumors as well, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, once again, well. always former players, strikers. Yeah, I don't Jordan get Rhodes it. I don't one, get yeah. it. I, I mean, I, 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 yeah. Quite, I like the fact that I've got friends that support other clubs, and I work in London. And there's loads of like people that I work with there. There's none of them go on about former players and people that left like 10 15 years ago. We're like a different club. We're like the, the, the only thing that's, that's the same that's remained constant is the fact that we play at Portman Road, which is you know rapidly changing. And thankfully, um, mm. it's rapidly changing. It's 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 kind of we've had a bit of a makeover, so I think we just need to move on a little bit. I mean, the Ahadme signing was was completely nobody was expecting it, and from what I've seen so far, I really really like the look of the guy. And yeah, once he gets fit, you know, it, I think it's important that we don't judge our strikers on goals. And I know that just sounds completely counterintuitive, and that everybody's going to be like, Matt, what the hell are you going on about strikers? They're there to score goals. But under this system, that's not their main job. Their job is to bring everybody else in. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting say, couple of months. I've got to say, though, the more you think about it, with Aluko still being out, and Steve says they're under, not underperforming, because Chaplin is a quality player. He's one of my favourite town players at the moment. He's not quite at his very best at the moment, certainly in goals. Harness has dropped off a little bit from his terrific start. Obviously, um, the real Eduardo has stepped up. I think he he's probably ahead of Harness in my eyes at the moment. But with Aluko being out and John Jules, I think we need another person potentially to either who can play a 10 or a 9. You know, just to complement that, because Jackson will be involved. I hope Hadme is involved in the Dapo. But we, we have lost two players there. Plus, then you start looking in central midfield. At the moment, Evans and Ball out. Uh, um, you know, and we've got Greg Lee still out. There's, we have had certainly our share of injuries. I'm sure there's some clubs who have had even more, but I think another forward then rather than a striker, another forward just to add a little boost might be helpful. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go all out. Yes, we need another forward. Okay. I think that's the perfect way to end it. I don't know if there's any else, anything else anybody wants to mention or are we happy to move on? Yeah. Okay then. Um, I was going to do our other feature first, but I thought we we're going to segue over to the strike because the strike is all about former town players. <laughs> so here we go. Because <laughs> you need to find questions. You need to find questions. Um, yeah. Stop think... going about all town players, Ross. Oh, Who yeah, wants to talk about former players? Yeah, and I think there's yeah two of the questions are on two former town forwards. <laughs> not not Connor Wickham or Jordan Rhodes or um, 
Will Keane either. Um, and John, Will Keane, former town player. Anyway, 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 good player, that good player. Um, but yeah, Steve, Bono and John go head to head. Who is going to win the crown this week? As always, play at home. Let us know how you get on. Um, we have four questions plus a tiebreaker. Let's not muck about. And we've mentioned his name a few times already on this podcast. Gus Han had me. He celebrates his birthday today, I think. Thursday. It's today. It is today. When you'll be listening to us on Friday, but Thursday, 17th November, Gus Han celebrates his birthday. Um, and as good old fashioned myself, I always bring on birthdays. So he he has his birthday today. And which country did Gus Han had me represent at youth level? Is it Tunisia, Morocco, or Algeria? Gassan had me. Um, well, that was, I think, weren't it about the um, call-ups, I think, if the game was going to be postponed, I think every team, every, we were looking at players like Morsey, Burns, and then we're like, oh, maybe Hadmi could get called up to this team's first team, because I think you can't play if they're under 23s anymore. Um, but yeah, anyway. So what do you reckon then, boys? I think Bono was straight in there. What are you, what are you going for, Bono? Morocco, and he's done the star as well, like that. John? Algeria. Oh. I've gone for Algeria. I know I'm wrong now. <laughs> and Steve? Morocco too. It is Morocco. It's fine, John. Early doors, mate. And the second question is on good old Richard Wright. Um, goalie also celebrates his birthday this month. Um now, he made his town debut in the Premier League in 1995, but against who? Now, was it Sheffield Wednesday, Everton or Coventry City? It was, a, just to give you some more clues, it was a 2-0 win at Portman Road. So he got a clean sheet on his Premier League debut. I think he was, of course, a young lad as well. Um, and he did pretty well for himself. Of course, we did get relegated that season, but it is what it is. Um, okay, then. What do you reckon then, boys? Take away. Everton... Everton. And the correct answer is Coventry. It is Coventry. He did play against he did play against Everton, but it was Coventry the first game. It was Everton was the second game. I went Everton. If it, Everton's one of Russ's three, it must be Everton. And they came up, so I didn't even think about the other two because yeah. I just felt it, but Clearly, I've got no idea what I'm going on about. That's fine. That's fine. But Steve, I, I, no, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say, my my wife is not a football fan at all. I've only ever taken her to one Ipswich game, and Wright was in goal, um, and I think she fell in love very quickly um, yeah, with football or Richard Wright. Uh, <laughs> I think we won five 0 that game as well. So she should have fallen in love with with football, yeah. but no, Richard Wright. She absolutely loved Richard Wright. It's the only player well, she ever remembers. Doesn't remember one of my favorite And George Burley was the manager. That's all she remembers. Yeah. One of my favourite Ipswich songs ever was for um, Matteo Sereni um, and my ex-girlfriend. Well, let's not say this too long. My, my ex-girlfriend, uh, before I met my lovely wife, I should say, um, we went to see Ipswich play um, um, Stadium of Light when Matteo Sereni it's maybe his first game or second game right at the start of the season mm -hmm. in the Premier League. And my ex-aunt, Andy, Andrea, was uh, just, oh, who is this fella? And she just wanted to come. She came to about six games with me in the first three months of the season just to see um, Sereni. Um, so right, that's another random goalkeeper link there. Yeah. But obviously in the famous song, um, 
we sang Matteo Serrini. He, he comes from Italy. Matteo yeah. Serrini, he's better than Ray T. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, was he? Um, but yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, so yeah, it's one, one, one going into question three. And now question three is on former town forwards. Um, and it's on DJ Campbell. Um, so I don't I think he's retired now, so he won't get we won't be able to sign him. Um, but now what shirt number did he wear at town? And it was a very interesting shirt number. It's not your standard forward shirt number. I have got options, do not worry. Is it five, twelve, or twenty-three? But yeah, he had a very random yeah. I know I know you know it, but yeah. Um Steve, John, Bono, take it away. Five five and it is five so it's oh it's desmond 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 going into the final no ross i'm going to correct you i got the first two wrong so i'm only on one mate oh oh yeah oh yeah sorry um i'll go okay oh, oh yeah steve's got them all right isn't he oh sorry Steve. i'm sorry oh god i'm sorry you get you get an extra put now i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking bono so it's three two one um going to the final question so bono you need to get it correct Dusty John. Yes. Sadly, John, it isn't a double point question um, because it's actually, there's options. There's um, multiple choice. Um, and it's on James Scowcroft. Um, Go on, he boy. celebrates his birthday this month. And um, we all want to know his middle name, don't we? Everyone out there wants to know his middle name. So what is James Scowcroft's middle name? Got options, do not worry. And... I've used some of the options on some of the KOA members and also the correct answer is one of the KOA's name. Um, so is it Benjamin, Matthew or Thomas? Benjamin, Matthew or Thomas? Of course, Matthew, okay, Bono, I can read from you too. Of course, Thomas, you've got um, Thomas Seggins, you've got Thomas Bloomfield. Um, am I forgetting any other Thomases in my chat? Bain, Tom Baines, is he Thomas? Oh, he must be Thomas. He must be Thomas. It's got to be. Yeah. Let us know, Bainsey, in the group chat when, when you listen to this. Um, is there any other Thomases? I think that's it. Hopefully I'm not forgetting anybody else. Because yeah. If there is, we apologise. We sorry, yeah. Been a, been a... Oh. No, no, no. I'm thinking I'm thinking another group chat. I mean. Oh, so we're not your only group chat, Ross. Uh it's it, actually you're in this one as well, it's the five side one. Uh, so we've got a lot of, we got a lot of Thomases in that as well. So What were you going to say there before that? It's a, it's a mood point. It's a cow's opinion. Okay, let's go. Um, now, Steve, as you're winning, now, as you know, John, as you're sadly not going to win, um, losing. No, there's no losers on the strike. There's no losers on the strike. Uh, but as you are bottom, um, what is the answer? I've gone for Matthew. Matthew. Okay, good name. Matthew? Oh, don't call me that. <laughs> Am I in trouble? <laughs> Benjamin, like it. And Steve? Steve on. Thomas. Oh, you all gone the different ones. I like that. I like that. Um, so James, Benjamin Scrowcroft, James Matthew Scrowcroft, James Thomas Scrowcroft. They all go well, don't they? They actually all go well. And the correct answer is Benjamin. So it is going to the tiebreaker. Interesting. Yes. Um, of course, Benjamin. Good old Ben DF, of course. Um, but yes, tiebreaker time. John, you can still play. Do not worry. Because um, it's there's no losers here. Just, uh, just going to be... 
Every loser wins. Yes, always. Um, but yeah, of course, correct. Um, if you get it, ba- actually, John, if you get it bang on, then maybe you could. Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> Come on, you can't move. The, you can't change the no. rules whilst the game no, is in no. progress. Okay, um, but of course, unless you've just you... been given a bribe from a the... country beginning with Q. Yeah, allegedly. Yes. Allegedly, yeah. Yeah, and of course that is actually one of our next features. Is actually who's they're gonna? I'm gonna get the boys to predict who they think is gonna win the World Cup. Because um, yeah, it's, I think it's this Sunday the first game, which is just madness, madness. But yeah, tiebreaker time. Steve Bono, what is the capacity of St James's Park, Exeter, not Newcastle? <laughs> just to John know, I was like, I know, I know, I know the Newcastle one. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I'm not going to say the answer, mm-hmm. but there is a little bugbear, and okay. Steve will know this being from that way. Newcastle have St James's Park. Yes. Exeter have St James Park. Yes. I was I was pulled up on that when I was in Devon on tour with my old band. Shout out to the boys. Uh, many many years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just. Just putting it out there. Nice, nice. nice. That's why. There. That's why I've spelt it right here as well. If you're watching, you have. Video. Well done. Well done. Kudos and chapeau to you. Yes, like it. What's um? What's your band called? Oh, I've had loads. Nobody cares about that, Ross. Oh. <laughs> I nearly made it. I'm. I'm not. I'm. I'm like that. You know, there was a character in the League of Gentlemen that had a band called Creme Brulee, and he had a drawer full of tapes and T-shirts. <laughs> I'm kind of that guy, but it's. I don't have a drawer. Oh, oh, John showing his <laughs> yes, drums. Yes, oh. I don't have a drawer. I've got a box in the loft. So, yeah, nearly made it. Nearly made it. Turned nice. down a deal. Met loads of famous people. Had the time of my life. Lifetime ago now. Um, anyway, St. James Park capacity. Drum roll, please. Go on in. What's he going for? Of course, closest to the correct answer gets the, well, what wins. So John's got 9,602 on. No, 9,620. Bono? Steve, doesn't matter really. 8,527. 12. Steve, you overestimated that a little bit. It's um, not even, I want to say not even close. It is somewhat close, but it's not too close. But the correct answer, Bono is the closest. It's 8,200. And nineteen. So Bono is correct. Very good guess indeed. I only know Um, that because of the fantastic podcast by Stu and Andy for the Kings of Anglia featuring David L. Mentioned it, and that's Ah. a great, great listen. Great listen, and I listened to it four hours ago on a train bound for where I live. And we were stuck because of a points failure. Oh, always the worst. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, of course, big yeah, big shout out to Stu and Andy to um, for doing that podcast. If you haven't listened to it already, it will be on the queue after this. So go go and listen to it, of course. But Bono, you've won. Steve, commiserations, good effort. Bono, take it away. Yeah, just thanks, everybody. And um, I enjoyed that. And I think I deserved it too. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even... I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Um, I'm going to stick with you, Bono, because it's time to talk about your shirt. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what do you reckon then, boys? You look on I think it's maybe a Mexican shirt, maybe. What was that? It definitely uh, looks South American. It's the I correct language. The I think language. A dodgy Hull City shirt that you bought from some random tat shop. From Mallorca. Yeah. 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 Alex Bruce written on the back. I don't think it's no, no, I think there's like some yeah, it's South American. No, for South player. American. Um, yeah. I don't think we've ever had a player from this nation represent our Ooh. just amazing football club. Are they? Are they in the World Cup? No, country? no. Okay. They were at my second favorite World Cup, which is at 1994. Um, it's the Bolivia. strongest from Bolivia. Bolivia, Bolivia. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I went. I went out. I went out a yeah. single Bolivian team. So you just must just tell us. Formed in, yeah, yeah, the strongest. Oh, is that? Uh, a, yeah, the strongest. Yeah, the strongest. Yeah, the strongest. The strongest. There you go. The strongest. Formed as. I would guess in that, and would have been any closer. Yeah, that'll be. They were formed in 1908. They and they play at the Estadio Hernando Silas. In um in La Paz, uh, capacity forty one thousand one hundred and forty three, and um yeah yeah look there's there, there's there, okay. The what, what made you buy that shirt? Um, generally, um, authentic shirts from South America are really really difficult to find. Um, they sell like loads of stadium versions. They're just plain. I mean, I'm kind of going into. Andy Warren territory now a little bit, aren't I? Um, but ones with sponsors that are authentic by this brand, that brand there. It's all it's like embroidered and stuff, and it's just it's nice. It's mm. nice quality. So this stays in my my little box. Got a box of box of shirts. I got rid of a load in the summer because yeah, including loads of Ipswich ones as well because I just never wore them. So they've gone to better homes, really. Did so, your wife sort of say get rid of them? Just just get rid of them. I can't comment on that, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> we all know the answer. We all know the answer. But um this is your sort of Andy Andy Warren fix for the week, because um, of course we haven't got a main pod to look at Dexter. So I thought as I saw the shirt on, I went, I've we've got to talk about it, haven't we? You're wearing it, and maybe you did that on purpose so we can talk about it. Maybe the reason why I like to I wanted a Bolivian shirt is I grew up in Barry St. Edmunds, and I don't know whether anybody else listening did. Hopefully, yeah, I mean Barry, we're massive, aren't we? Um, there was a Bolivian panpipe band that used to play near Cornhill Walk, and I remember I accosted them and bought one of their CDs when I was about nine. And my mum was like, What are you to do with that, Matthew? <laughs> this is how my mum talks. Um, and I think I've still got it. Bit of did it, did it, did it, did it, like in panpipe form. So, wasn't there a Bolivian panpipe group in the first show as well? Wasn't that like a, a sketch? And they yeah, just yeah. stood in the middle of a town with their ponchos on playing panpipes, yeah, which is pretty much, yeah, panpipe mood, moods volume nice. four. So, nice. yeah, gotta love a bit of panpipes, guys, right? No, just me then. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a random link here. When I used to work in Newcastle, when we talk about St. James's Park, we've gone to the other St. James's Park, the proper one. Uh, oh, oh, controversial. Yeah. St. James's Park. Yeah, yeah, okay. Not, yeah, that's what I meant. Not, not this and Exeter, uh, which is about 52,000, I think, Ross. 
Um, when I used to work in Virgin Megastore in Newcastle, um, there used to be in the summer a set of pan pipers standing outside a monument in Newcastle playing the pan pipes every single lunchtime. Every time I went outside, just like kind of, yep. Nice. <laughs> Never thought this would ever happen on the podcast. Bolivian football team. It's culturally enlightening, isn't it? This yeah, conversation. I, I, I think everybody. Such a lot. I think everybody has gained something, and nobody has lost anything at all yeah. from that little agree. segue. I wonder well, if they're still going. Lives. Is that Virgin yeah. Megastore? No, that Virgin Megastore is no longer there, are they? No, they, they all went. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that a sad indictment of the British High Street? Yeah. No record stores. I used to love working in the record shop. Used to like get no when the releases came out, got twenty five percent staff discount for two years of work there. My CD collection and DVD collection just went from there to you know. Just I've still got all my old CDs and they're in the loft. I got them from Andy's Records. Big shout out Andy's Records, a mainstay of the East Anglian music scene in the eighties and nineties. A lot of them have still got their price tags on. They were. I was like. 16 and i was buying albums that were like 18.99 in like the late 90s it's like bloody hell so for, and i got like two thousand of them in my loft wow and i bet you music magpie will give me like three pound 80 for them mm -hmm. for all mm -hmm. of them yeah for all of them yeah there you well, go what's what's the cd i'm joking i'm joking uh... i'm joking i know what cd don't worry i'm not that young the yeah. car you know the car that like often like that Stu and andy driving mm -hmm. is that a cd player or dab like hook up a bit uh, no it is it's, it's modern it's got it's got you know your radio bluetooth it's not right a cd player in a car part of the highway code because if it is um, you may want to have a little look read up on it yeah maybe i should could be do useful. could be maybe useful. it should for obvious reasons no update, ladies and gentlemen, just yet, but we'll, we'll find out hopefully in a few weeks. Ross, you, 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 Ross, could I just say, you you do you in that respect. We're all gunning <laughs> for you. Um, I, I, I have to say I don't like I don't like this bullying by everybody. Um, <laughs> I do challenge it, uh, and I will challenge it in person if anybody dares to go there, because um, I think it's turned into a bit of a thing, and I don't like that. That doesn't, it doesn't sit well with me. I've got a lot of support though. There's, I've got a support a group support. there. There's, there's a lot of people who come up to me at games, um, and they always give me support. So big shout out to them. And John's got a cat. Um, hello, cat. Anyway, <laughs> well, I've got Ziggy down by the floor, and then Cookies just come and jump on me and cry at me. Ooh, don't, don't don't say him. hundred percent. <laughs> Cookie. Yes, indeed. Spelled differently. Yes, good. Yeah. With a Y. Well, no, he's an I. She's an IE, and he's a Y, isn't he? He's an IE as well. <laughs> Did you notice when she came in the room, she was like crying in one tone, then her voice changed. Yeah. Her voice changed. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I cannot believe, John. You've missed. We put the ball on the spot there for you to like go into a, a northeastern little segue because you're like. Is it is it is it a way or is it a why I I e and it's like no it's a way I there you go <laughs> uh, oh the fun the fun and um well boys the World Cup starts on Sunday um yeah weird very weird 
Um, League One football will continue, of course, because we're, yeah, that's where the real stuff's happening. But World Cup, of course, um, and it's the question's got to be asked: Who's going to win it? Is it coming home? Are is you know is Messi going to win it? You know, in his final World Cup is I don't know Brazil. Anyway, I'm probably stealing some of your answers here. But Steve, who's going to win it, my friend? Um, well, we we're doing a, a Southwest um, sweepstake for World Cup winners, uh, which was uh, expertly delivered by uh, Paul Eastwood um, on WhatsApp the other evening, and I drew Holland, so I am right in behind the Dutch. Um, that is my that is my pick for the World Cup. I am going to be in all angles on that one. Um, I genuinely don't think they will win it, um, but if they do, it'd be nice. Um, mm. Who do I actually think will win it? Genuinely think Argentina. I've got a really good chance of winning it. I know that's maybe a bit controversial, but I think this is going to be Messi's last one. Um, he's not going to be playing in the next one. Um, and I think they could get there. Their group's not that bad. Um, I think they could get out of that okay. So, yeah, I've gone Argentina, um, but hoping that Holland... That, that, I've got a soft spot for Holland anyway. I like the Dutch, so... Um, yeah, that's my that's my two. If I can have two, can I have two? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Okay, oh, I've got Holland and Argentina. There's, 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 no, there's no prize here, Bono. So you know, there's no there's no rules at strike. You know, we need our rules. But okay, this is sorry. Not just, this is the big KOA question of the week, where you know who's going to win the World Cup. So Bono, over to you, my friend. Who's winning it? I've made my thoughts known about the graveyard games, haven't I? I'm having absolutely nothing to do with it, which kills me because I bloody love the World Cup. I've got videos videos ross videos vhs's and like magazines and books and bobby cholton videos that i got free with walker's crisps when i was eight um brazil or france but you can never rule out the germans i don't think it's coming home as much as I, obviously i'd love it i'd love it but i don't think it's don't think it's happening but yeah i'm i'm Try not to watch it, even though I'm getting excited by it. I picked I picked up something yesterday from the news agents. Oh, it was free! It was free! It was free! I, got, I saw the panini stickers on on the table at the um. Loads, there's loads. I think Stu Stu took some home, like, and he, I think he's gonna give it to somebody, like, you know, I think his neighbour, you know, a young lad, and I think you know that would be the biggest present ever. Like, here we go. Have loads of these stickers and you can complete it. But you got a Look, I got I got six free stickers with mine. I got Yuri Tielemans, Tiago Silva. Who else did I get? Um Christian Eriksen, bless him. Um Takumi Mina, Minamino from Japan. Bruno Fernandez takes a great penalty, apparently, and Jack Grealish. That's, that's the thing. That's the con of it, though. You go, you you see that. Oh my god, I've got so many great players. Oh, I've got yeah. to buy some more packs, and that's that, that's where people they get stuck in, because um, the amount of money I probably spent as a kid uh, on them. Yeah, but it is great when you actually finally complete it. When you actually see the final thing, like that looks amazing. But I think you have got to spend a good like I think it's like a grand or something. Like, not maybe not that much. It could be that much actually to complete a full sticker book. Maybe not. How much are packs? How much are packs of it, stickers? Mm, yeah, definitely. Now with everything going up, you know, Freddo's are now, you know, you know, the price AR and everything. 12p um, now, aren't they? 20, 28p. 
25 yeah something like that i keep going up um so have you did you pick a winner then like no me, not... me um brazil or i've forgotten brazil france. or france yeah, yeah, Brazil yeah. or France. You, you can't rule out the Germans. Yeah. Spain, uh, Argentina, Portugal. Uh, <laughs> there's no rules, John. There's no rules now. There's no rules. I can. I. I don't go for them all. Qatar. And I'm not. We need. We need to. We've got a tight schedule here. Yes, we do. Um, John. Over to you, so, my friend. I've got real mixed opinions about this World Cup. Um, I'm not going to go into my political beliefs too much about, but and also the timing of the year and all. I can, we've we've all heard it all before, and nobody really needs to hear my dulcet tones whinge on about it. Out of all of the World Cups in my lifetime that I can remember, or like kind of you know old enough to experience, um, it's the World Cup I'm least interested in, and that's a bit sad. Maybe it's my age. Maybe I'm getting too old. Maybe I love my foot, my club football more than ever. So that's more of a priority, but there's a sadness in me because I, you know, I work in primary education and the age I was in my first, the World Cup, I really, really, really fell in love with world football was 1986 in Mexico. And, uh, you know, I was what, 11 years old in that summer and a certain Terence Butcher was playing number five, for, uh, sorry, number six, sorry, uh, for England. Um, and I remember Lineker was a top scorer with six goals. Um, yeah, and there's a big debate in my school about because we had a really crap game, I can't remember who it was. Should Kerry Dixon, the Chelsea player, take over from Lineker because we weren't scoring the goals or something like that? But yeah, I was just looking at the squad from that. We had Shilton in goal, one of the best keepers of all time. Kenny Sanson, good left back, Gary Stevens, right back, Glenn Hoddle, um, Brian Robson, Ray Wilkins. Mark Haley, Chris Waddle. That's when I got, I fell in love with international football and that World Cup. And then, so I think, I wish I was feeling a little bit of that. And, I, I, you know, I, I'm feeling uh, about this World Cup. I'm feeling a bit like that about England, um, generally. Um, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll end up watching lots of it. I know I will, because that's what we do. But I don't think it's coming home. But maybe it's the first time in my adult life or life I'm going into a national, uh, sorry, an international tournament with no hope for England because I'm not that interested. So actually, that might be really good for us because I'm not going to be expecting anything. There's so many good teams, as Bono's just named, like, you know, 14 teams um, who could win. Uh, but looking at the odds, they're really quite interesting for, uh, you know, who might lift. And the bookies, obviously, play percentages don't they but i was just looking at spain at eight to one that's not a bad shout but i don't like them never have but the portuguese are 14 to one they often do well in tournaments just and don't always play well they often just grind out results but i'm gonna go for belgium 16 to one that's my team um but i would also steve kind of said exactly what i was gonna say i've got other than Koeman uh, against um, Graham Taylor's um, England um, when he should have been sent off and then got the equaliser and the, the whole kind of, do I not like orange? And you tell my mate you got sacked, Graham Taylor documentary. Um, other than that bit of Holland, 
I've got a soft spot for Holland. You know, watching Van Basten and Rijkaard and Rude Hullet and Koeman at times. And, you know, they were an amazing team in 88 and around that kind of time. And then Euron was playing them in the final, wasn't he? Was it, they played Russia in the final, didn't they? I think that yeah. was the one where Van Basten hit a screamer from across the six-yard box. Yeah. That's the reason I, I, I like the Dutch, because basically because of our Dutch heritage with our players, with Muren and Tyson and, you know, all the rest of them, you know, Vilnius and Ullenbeek and people like that. So Yes, Ullenbeek. Romeo. Romeo's on the band. Yeah, oh, Romeo's on the band. What a legend he is. I listened to something the other day he was on and he was getting interviewed and he was amazing. Really, really good. Such warm feelings for Ipswich, which was I nice. He was Ipswich skipper when I was mascot. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've seen a photo with you. <laughs> yeah, the giant mascot. So um, I would, I think, I'm going to go with Belgium as my uh, serious. I think they they could just do it. But Holland at eleven to one, I I would love to see Belgium Holland in a, in a in a in a final. That would be lovely. I don't know if the groups aligned that that could happen, but I haven't looked that close yet. But they they're two teams who play good football for me and. Um, are exciting and that soft spot for you know the Ipswich Dutch links, yeah, Holland or Belgium for me. Question is though, are any of you going to get a wall cup, a uh, World Cup wall chart? Because they used to give them away. You're not going to get one. I'm getting one. I don't care. I'm going to find a paper that does. But used to be get it in the sun, didn't you, or the or the mirror, and then fill it in. Um, I think I might do that. Stick it on my wall in here and just do the world. But the problem with me, I used to start it and then I just, I don't know, I forget to do it one out. day. Yeah, well, yeah that, that as well. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just working like, out. I'm sorry, Russ. I'm just working out if Belgium can play Holland in the final or whether they're going to meet. So I think they can. Yourself, if we had a wall chart, we'd be able to tell you straight away. <laughs> you would be able to tell that straight away, yeah. Yeah. And they? Hold on. Hold on. Or are they on the same side of the draw? No, I, they're I think not, the other thing, you know, John, your comment about never being, I'm almost as disinterested in the World Cup in, in years. I'm kind of on the same page. But when England played Iran on Monday, yeah. if we win that three, four, five, the whole country is going to go into absolute meltdown. It'll be coming home, sang everywhere, and everyone will be back into the World Cup again. No one will give a monkeys about what's the rights and wrongs or the wrongs of being over there. <laughs> the wrongs. behind it. Yeah. What do you reckon, Bono? Can my two teams make the final? Uh, they can. Yes, confirmed. Ooh. Yeah. Quick maths. My free, free Panini FIFA World Cup thing that I got from the New Jays. I said to the lady, Are "These free?" She's like, "Yes, love." But I didn't take seven because that wouldn't be fair. So I took one. <laughs> and um, yeah, there you nice. go. Nice. Okay, I like looking at the pictures. We shall find out then. Um, okay, boys, we've gone over the hour mark just about. Um, so we're going to have to be quick here with the hot takes because Exeter City this weekend um, down down in Devon, Steve. Uh, they're doing pretty well. You know, even, you know, they've got a new manager now in charge. Of course, um, Matty Taylor's gone to Rotherham. They've got Gary Caldwell now in charge. Um, ninth in League One, scoring a lot of goals, conceding a few goals. Of course, beat Peterborough last weekend, 3-2, a late winner they had to get all three points so um they're doing all right um and i've also i like i like the, how their their whole club is you know because the supporters run club into and also they're like most of their team is like academy players which is fantastic um 
But yeah, what is your hot take then, Steve, for this game against Exeter? I, I think it's going to be much, much harder than a lot of fans think it will be. Um, I, they are not they are not mugs. Cordwell, when I watched them play against Plymouth on, on TV when they were playing the other week, I think they actually did a, a pretty decent job against Plymouth and then just ran out of steam uh, a little bit. How, how will we get off? I can see it being another 2-2. Um, I don't want it to be a 2-2. Um, I want us to... I can't cope. I can't cope if we lose at work. It'd be a nightmare. We can't lose. Um, but as a club, they they genuinely are a really, really well-run club. Very community-focused. They do some absolutely amazing stuff with the local community. So, um, kind of got a soft spot for Exeter. But I think it'll be two-two. My 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 prediction for this game, if if you want something a bit left field, I don't know. Is is um, Harper injured or is he playing? I, I don't think he's he's playing. a loney though, and he he won't he won't be allowed to play. Well, I don't know. Is he is that part of the deal? Is it? Yeah, it yeah. Most of the time it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, my prediction has gone out of the window completely. So my prediction was going to be he was going to do a uh, cross field pass like he did playing for us. Give the yeah. ball to Jackson, and Jackson was going to screen one in from thirty five yards. But that ain't going to happen now. So. Um, Move on to John or you could you could you could still be in the stands watching and then you know he he might be sat next to David L. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, sadly David L's not going to be there. Not going to be at the game, unfortunately. This is which is a shame. Yeah, uh, other commitments, of course, and another opportunity to plug that podcast, of course. Um, Bono, over to you, my friend. What is your hot take for Exeter City away? Two on town. Ladapo and Jackson. It is going to be a tough game, um, but the long journey there and the long journey back are going to be so, so worth it. Um, and But let's just remember, it's a really, really long season, 46 games. If we don't get a result, there's always next week. And yeah, and we've got Papa John's as well next week. But we won't yes. talk about that. We can completely quickly plug it, you know. Put now we don't actually don't need to. Um, but no. have you have you got like a hot take though, like a ridiculous thing that's going to happen in the game? Or um, there's going to be a sending off. There's going to be um, seven bookings. Yeah, um, referee I... we've got. He's uh, he likes to show his book. He's the ref for the Bristol Rovers game, won't he? Of course, he he actually yeah. sent off the Bristol Rovers players, not our players. But yeah, I think we're going to be very surprised by the starting lineup. I can see a system change. Um, and I think we might have an injured player back on the bench. Uh, Gassan Ahadme, possibly oh Greg Lee, who I love. And he does. David Earl was right. He's got a tremendous physique. Yes. Real sportsman, pro athlete. Do you think... <laughs> do you think they've started to use that stuff, the American football stuff, the yeah. vegan stuff? Their avocado oh. ice cream. Although I know they've started to use that TB12 system, and yeah, so Tom Brady it, stuff. Can yeah, we get so, some? Can we get some to give away? Yeah, we'll maybe try it and see if that helps us. You know, improve our. Need a lot more than Tom Brady <laughs> stuff to make me feel more fit and healthy. I yeah. actually looked at how you make avocado ice cream. It's really easy. This is avocado and coconut milk. Stop shaking your head, John. Mm, I'm not really an avocado man either, to be honest. <laughs> How can you not like avocados? I don't know. It's just I don't know. I just don't like right. taste of it. Here's my, well, I think with respect, 
Ross. That's a, that's a taste that you grow into. Um, yeah. Here's my hot take. Um, avocados, you check that they're ripe, not by squeezing them, but by the little pip on the end. If it comes off, it's ripe. Buy it, eat it within 48 hours. Don't keep it in the fridge. Think about where they're stored at the supermarket. If they're kept on the shelf, keep them in the shelf. If they're from the freezer you are, section. You're 100% correct, Bono. I used to Thank manage you. a fresh food um, department when I in my previous years, and that is exactly how you tell whether uh, an avocado is fresh or not. Thank you, Steve. I feel vindicated. No <laughs> this is just like edutainment, isn't it? It's like well, I'm learning about ripeness of avocados, mm. Bolivian football teams, yeah. where to get your sticker World, World, World Cup charts, all these kind of... I'm just... I'm shaking my head because in disbelief, Bono. Yeah. I'll get... Well, thank you. I forgive you. I forgive you. Um, and John, as you're, as you're talking, my friend, bring in your hot take for extra away. What, what do you reckon? Hot take... Richard Keogh is going to score and play, or well, obviously play and score. I think Keogh, he might come off the bench, but he's going to play. Um, and I think Connor Chaplin's also going to get a goal. I think we're going to win 2-1. Chaplin and Keogh, don't know which order, don't really care, as long as we get those three big fat points in the bag. Um, can I just say, on Richard Keogh, every time there is something, like a, a little incidental photograph on Twitter, the club put a picture of, um, Greg Lee and loads of players out today. Look at the smile on Richard Keogh's face. When Humphrey scores, look at who's next to him, Richard Keogh. When Edwards scored, who was there? When you see after the FA Cup match, who's in the away dressing room when the TV cameras went back in? It's Richard Keogh. Anybody who had a shadow of doubt of when we signed that man, what he was going to bring to the squad needs to have a bit of a wobble of the head and just look at how bloody good he is because um, I think he's making a real positive difference and I wouldn't be surprised if he becomes part of the coaching staff moving further forward because I think he's a really good character. He's got the enthusiasm of an 18-year-old with the, the looks of a 50-year-old and uh, and uh, the battle scars of a 34-year-old or whatever he is. You know, like I think he's been a really terrific addition so i would love to see him play and score um don't know who's going to be missing out maybe there's a little one game layoff for wolfie or somebody i don't know i just think he might come on to show things up or um but i fancy richard keogh to score okay, there was a photo i think i'm just chipping in on the keogh thing there was a photo i uh i think was in the east anglian daily times i think steve um steve had taken the photo i don't think it was you ross but there was, he was in the, I can't remember which game it was, but it was Keogh, and he was surrounded by three or four players, all of the younger players. Everyone, he was talking, and they were all looking at him and listening to every single word he said. You could tell they were just listening to the guy. He's like, he's got so much experience. I think even Morsi might have been stood around in that group as well. So he's got that gravitas. He's got that experience. He's he's a he's a winner. He's tough as old boots, um, and I'm just really pleased for him. Because you know, went through the youth academy, never quite made it. Probably thought he'd never go back, and now he's back at his his club that he started his career with. So, yeah, if he scores, if he scores on Saturday, I'm going mental. I yeah. am going to go literally chicken oriental on Saturday if that happens. I like it. Um, and final thing to say um, on Richard Keogh, Bono. Do you reckon he has avocado? Do you reckon he doesn't, doesn't look a man like that avocado? I don't know, Richard. I don't know. I think he does. I've, I've not had the 
I've not had the pleasure of meeting Richard. I hope he doesn't mind me calling him that. Um, one day I do hope to have avocado ice cream with Richard Kier. If if the guys from the media, player relations, social media um, team are listening, let's let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Bono, Richard Keogh, smashing out the TB12 avocado ice cream um, on the on the waterfront. Let's do it. Join, join him at Coffee Club. I'd love that. I'd love that. That'd be good. Because they... they, they, they yeah, I'd do that. I'd do that. Obviously, I'm a very private man. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, I reckon you should. Put, put yourself out of your comfort zone. Yeah, absolutely. What football shirt will I turn up in? No, I'm going to wear a shirt and tie. Not yeah. Will I look as good as Andy Warren, though? Yeah, he looked good. He, looked he, did, look, he did look really dapper, didn't he? In that I photo. mean, yeah. Yeah, it was like it was like a take that Westlife boys' own reunion, wasn't it? Like McBusted type thing. Yeah. Two seconds after that photo was taken, he took a step forward and there was a key change. That's that's the set. That was the they, they all stood up. Yeah, they all stood up when he stood forward and that was it. So yeah. I like it. I like it. I like it, boys. Um, well, I think that's a perfect way to end the podcast. It's been one hell of a show once again. Um, as always, oh Steve, any other business, my friend? No other business, Ross. Looking forward to seeing you on Saturday, mate. Um yes. and whoever else is going to be there from the KOA army. I think there's a few of the lads going. So yeah, looking forward to Saturday. Should be a good good day. Top man, top man. Yeah, little um, peek behind the curtain. Steve's giving me a lift down to Plymouth because um, the women's team are playing on Sunday, which is just per- worked out perfectly. We're in extra Saturday, the women's team on um, Sunday playing against Plymouth. So, yeah, good old Steve is dropping me off in Plymouth in the hotel on Saturday. So, yeah, thanks for that, Steve, in advance. But also, I'll see you, see you, see you Saturday. Um, Bono, over to you, my friend. Any other business? No, just everybody, just look after yourselves and, um, yeah, be kind. And eat avocado ice cream. Um, and John, any other business? I will donate £50 to children in need um, at any point if Richard Keogh has avocado conversation with Bono um, or has shares ice cream or anything. So, yeah, just Bono and Richard Keogh hook up and I'll chill out. I'll put some money in the pot for children in need. Um, it's just been a pleasure speaking and having a bit of uh, bit of fun. So, um chatting to everybody so thanks for having us on as always russ always a pleasure mate top man top man top man well i um, hope everyone has enjoyed listening if you are going to Exeter, of course say travels if you aren't of course make sure to cover or watch our coverage of it of course Stu and andy will be there i'll be there doing all the bits and bobs um of course we've got a shout out our sponsors uh, manscape first of all use 20 you know use the code koa to get 20 percent off manscape.com to you know shave all your crown jewels and all that stuff and then of course if you're in a pickle contact ginger pickle um our new sponsor of course um check them out for any marketing needs you need pretty much as i said if you're a, you're in a pickle you use ginger pickle um i didn't put the sponsor's logo up there we go for the video version um but yes um hopefully another win for town on the weekend we shall wait and see of course the game is on sky that monkey is now off our back so we don't need to write about it uh, but we'll be back next week as always for other podcasts other bits and bobs of fan social we'll be back next week as well goodbye for now from true crime to football Brexit to football for more great podcasts from Archon head to audioboom.com slash channel slash
سخت کلام بخش ها